Uh, we've got a word today for you guys, and it is time to own our gifts. This is a time of joy and hope renewed. New relationships, a sense of purpose will come as we own our gifts, even healing in our hearts and bodies and relationships. Yeah. And guys, all of this is available in time connecting with the Father. And a great place to do that is the prayer room. Seriously, the veil is torn there, and it is Emmanuel in that room. God is with you. Um, so uh, just want to just encourage you guys, just own your gifts. You know, whatever part of the body that you are, even just ask the Lord, Lord, what part of the body am I? Um, what did you create me to do? Okay, um, Lord, I just pray that, uh, that we can just receive that word from you, Lord. And um, I just pray for Randy as he, uh, he comes and he speaks today, um, that you can just be present, um, that he can just be a mouthpiece of heaven, that he can just be a horn blasting um, the message that you want to share with us. I pray that all distractions can be gone from our heart and that we can just hear uh, little nuggets of wisdom exactly. <laughs> it's great. Good. Awesome. Welcome to everyone. Um, is Aaron Lemmy in the house here somewhere? Is there an Aaron here? Okay. We were, um, as you know, we're uh, doing the prayer room, and I'll talk some more about it today. You can come this direction. Yeah. Um, on, uh, I guess it was it Friday? I don't know. Someday, Aaron and some of her friends were in praying in the prayer room. Um, I, I was after them or before them. I can't remember. Anyway, they prayed for me. And at the end, Aaron talked about the first time she'd been in the prayer room. And then I got goosebumps just hearing her story. So I thought Aaron ought to tell us a little bit about what it's like to be in the prayer room. Have yes. at it. <laughs> Thanks. Well, I just wanted to say um, it's so good to be home. And we, we are, we've been gone. Lauren and I, I think we started coming in like 2004-ish. We've been married a couple of years, and but we've been gone the last eight years serving in another body, and we're back resting, and it's so good to be with all my heart people, and this is the most amazing body of believers, so I'm grateful for you. But in 2004, Lauren and I were just seeking after Jesus and kind of figuring out what this whole vineyard thing was. And I was um, super hot after the Holy Spirit, and he didn't really know about what that was. And so we were coming together, and it was such a beautiful place of, like, naturally supernatural where we learned that the Holy Spirit was biblical, and it was so beautiful. And so we thought we'd be, this prayer room started coming up, and we start, thought we'd be super, real, you know, like awesome and sign up for the 2 a.m. slot a lot of the weeks. And um, so I encourage you all that are 30 and under to do that. <laughs> because us that are nearing the 50s, we just, that's really hard now. So go on. But um, anyway, we just started really experiencing Jesus together. And, um, and but Tina Smith was before us, and, and she came, and it was my first time meeting Tina, and Tina's now one of my most dear friends, and, and we were asking for the Lord to be pregnant, and she prayed for us, and we got Selah Joy, <laughs> and it was really awesome, and so, um, so I, you know, if you want to get pregnant, go to the prayer room, because <laughs> someone will pray for you, um, 
or if you want anything else. So uh, what I want to say is, <laughs> it's so good. It, like one of the benefits is that you get to actually pray with people that are coming, you know, coming and going, and you get to meet this beautiful body of believers. We we got to pray with Audra. She broke some, you know, had this like light bulb experience and broke some stuff up, and it was so good. Um, but the Lord has just met us year after year after year there, and all of us, right, in different ways. And so um, for those of you that are thinking, that is so scary, one hour is a lot. It is a lot, but he wants to have a date with you because he loves you so much. And so there's like books and there's all kinds of really cool things that you can do back there. You can do art and there's really cool instructions. And so don't get afraid. But what Jesus is saying is he wants to show you part of the kingdom and he wants to see and meet you exactly where you are, if, if it's for a baby or not, you know. <laughs> he, and so this year, the Lord, actually Nick, has been teaching me about, like, what does it look like to ask questions of Jesus and actually listen? And he actually wants to impart to us, guys, the mystery of the kingdom. And he's not going to do it just like, bam, here we go. It would be way too overwhelming. But he wants to show us in nuggets in this treasure hunt because we are meant to be able to know the kingdom of God because he's the best father. And he wants to show us it. And he wants to give us these gifts that we get to operate in in incredible ways. So go sign up. Fill in all the blanks, and um, whoever wants to be an 11 o'clock spot, that'd be awesome, because I'm at the 10 tomorrow, so I'd love to pray with you, but um, we're so excited, because this really generates, and the one other thing that I wanted to say is, um, the lo something happens in the kingdom every time we pray, yeah. every single time we pray, so please don't feel like nothing is happening, even if you don't feel it or see it, something is happening and we're moving heaven. So it's exciting what Jesus is doing, you know. And um, so I bless you on that. We just, I just bless, we, can we just all reach back and say, um, we just thank you, Holy Spirit, for what you're doing here. We are just in awe of your presence. And we're changed by your presence because your presence makes us whole. Mm. And so, Lord Jesus, we just want to have awesome dates with you. And we want to, for you to reveal your heart to us as you reveal our heart and pick out and shine in all the places that just need freedom. And so we just release freedom. We just release incredible encounters with the God of the Most High. And we thank you for the incredible privilege of being able to be your kids. We love you. Amen. Amen. Thank you. That's great. You can give that to Nick. Awesome. Give her a hand. That's a couple quotable quotes there. Don't necessarily tweet them out. <laughs> that was great. Thank you. Thank you. Um, let me uh, read from Psalm 27.4. This is David. One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. We've uh, set this time, uh, March, and this place, the prayer room, aside to focus on the one thing, 
on just literally being with God. And um, I would encourage you, as Aaron did, don't let the week go by. Don't wait till the end of the month. Don't let the week go by without getting in the prayer room, if you possibly can. I feel like it's a direct invitation from God. I'm not prophesying, I'm not demanding or commanding, but I do think it's an invitation from God to find a special time with him in the prayer room during this season. So I encourage you to do it. And I, to motivate you and also to sort of remove any barriers from your time with God, I wanted to take a, a portion of my time this morning and sort of communicate the prayer room to you to, to let you know again what we're doing and why we're doing it. And um, just make sure that there's no one that goes away today that feels like, I wouldn't know what to do, I wouldn't know how to get there, I don't know how to sign up, I'm afraid, whatever. So I'm going to instruct you for a few minutes on how to go after the one thing, how to say yes to God for the one thing during this season in the prayer room. Warning, I'm about to overwhelm you. Um, all of my notes are always on the website, so you can look at them afterwards. Don't try to take all the notes. I'm going to give you about 100 questions and prompts and all sorts of invitations. So just, if I could ask you, um, engage your heart and your mind to hear the invitation of the Lord for you during this specific season. Okay. I'm going to start very practically because I realize if you've not been in the church, you don't necessarily even know how to sign up. So we're going to start with the real practicals. Um, out there in the lobby is a big sign-up. It's 774 hours of prayer. And uh, when, you wanna, when you determine when you want to come into the prayer room, you just go out to that, uh, that sign-up, put your name on there, uh, your name and a cell number, or the number you can be reached at right before your prayer time. Because if it's 3 in the morning, hey, by the way, Mrs. 2 in the morning over there, I'm 50. I think I'm 58. I did the two to four slot, yeah, and it was amazing. Now, I never did go back to sleep after that because <laughs> some of us wake up at two and that's it, you know, but uh, yeah, you don't have to be under 30 to do that, just letting you know. Anyway, you want to be in the prayer room at any time, go back. I give you even freedom during this message to fly back there and sign up. If you want to be by yourself or just with the people you invite in the prayer room, write your name in black, black marker. If you want to invite other people in, you're open to others coming during that time, do it in red. And then people can look at the board and say, oh, I see at uh, 12 noon on Wednesday, someone's there and I, I'll pray with them. So black, you're alone or the people you invite, red, anyone can come. Take a reminder card, put your times and dates on that reminder card, Put it in your phone, tattoo it on your forehead, whatever is required, so that you will remember, I've made a date with God. I have a date with Jesus in the prayer room at this time. When you arrive at your time to pray, you'll come to this, I have no idea what direction that is. Might be west, anybody? West door? Yeah? I can give you some Greek words, but I don't know what direction that is over there. West door over there, our Sunday morning entrance, and um, you will come up. There's a doorbell there on your left of the door. You press the doorbell. It'll ring in the prayer room. It won't scare the bejeebers out of them, but it will make them aware that you are there. If it's 9 to 5 during the week, that door is probably open. I still recommend re uh, hit the doorbell because if you've ever been in the prayer room and then scared by someone knocking on the actual wall, you know, we want to meet Jesus, but not that quickly. So... Just give them a little, I'm here. Um, 
That person in the prayer room will then walk through these doors and open the door, locked or unlocked, open the door for you. After 9 to 5 during the week, that door will lock behind them. So you know you're in a safe and secure place if you're here in the middle of the night and praying. Um, and then they will walk with you to the prayer room. I encourage you to take off your shoes if you're comfortable with that. There's a little place to put your shoes. They will uh, gently ask if they can lay their hand on you, pray for you. They will pray a simple prayer. You'll walk into the prayer room, and you'll uh, be in your time with God. Um, when you get in there, I would encourage you, uh, don't be nervous. Just take some time to acquaint yourself with the room. I'm going to go through the room here in the next few minutes, but walk around. See what's there. See how God invites you into the space. There's no right or wrong way to pray. There's all sorts of invitation to be with the Lord. We have designed the space, I believe, with God's help. Jacqueline, uh, as God's under-shepherd, <laughs> did a lot of the work. But we've designed the space specific specifically to help you connect with the Lord, specifically to direct your eyes towards him, to encounter him, to be in his presence, and to come out changed and in deeper relationship with him. All right, what we're asking during this uh, season of prayer is uh, asking God that we might dwell in his presence, to seek him in this special place, and to gaze on his beauty. When you first walk into the prayer room, just to your right, if you just turn to your right, there's a welcome wall. And a lot of what I'm saying here will be on that wall. Read through it. It's all invitation. You don't have to get it all done. Any of you who feel like I have to do the prayer room right and I got to check off everything, repent right now. I tried it. You won't get through it, okay? It, um, I don't think God needs our attention to that detail. He wants us focused on him, not on accomplishing an hour of prayer. Somebody needed to hear that other than me, but it was still pretty good. All right. Um, there are also instructions in the lobby. So if you look to the right of that big sign-up, there are lots of practical instructions. How to sign up, like I just explained, as well as where are the bathrooms and where's the telephone, what's the address of the church, so that if you're here and there is some sort of an emergency, you know how to, uh, to reach out. It's so important that we create a safe place. God is safe. The world is dangerous. <laughs> so we just want to create a safe place. All right. The four walls of one thing, 2023. So when you walk into that prayer room, you'll see four walls. The very first wall will say, ask and dwell. You'll turn to the right. It'll say, seek on one side. You'll turn again. It'll say, seek again. And then if you turn all the way back, you'll see the, uh, the word gaze. So we're just taking that prayer of David and making it practical that we walk right into the room to ask that we might dwell in his presence to seek him personally and corporately in intercession, and then to end our time, I think best, just gazing upon God, just uh, uh, eyes lifted to him. So the ask, dwell part of the prayer room, the first wall you see when you enter, here's the invitation from God. What is it that you desire? What do you want? David said, the one thing I want is I want to dwell in God's presence. I mean, that's what we're pushing into during this season of prayer. We're God's people. So we want to live with God. We want to live in God. We want his presence around us and working through us. So when you walk into the prayer room, I suggest take some time to stand, sit, kneel, lay on the floor, whatever you want, and just open your heart and say, God, I want to be with you. He knows that, but something happens when we communicate to him. Something happens in us. 
when we say, God, here's my one desire. I want to be with you. Words are not always needed. I have spent times in the prayer room, hour, an hour in the prayer room in the past, and never said a word. And there's plenty of places in the scripture, be still, you know, uh, and know that I am God. The Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth be silent before him. C.S. Lewis said, actually, the best prayer is the one without words. Because it doesn't mess with this part, it comes right from here. So perfectly fine to just be in God's presence. Posture your heart before God. Ask God for the gift of dwelling in his presence all the days of your life. Tell him, I want to be with you forever, God, and I want you to be with me. Um, on that wall, you'll see a bunch of prayer prompts. Uh, Jacqueline will change the prompt in the middle so you can answer the one on the board to encourage people. We'll take pictures of that, erase it, and change those prompts. But there are 18 different prayer prompts around that whiteboard. Pick one. You know, close your eyes and throw a dart or, or pick the one you like. It doesn't matter. Pick a prompt and say, God, how will this bring me to you? Prompts like, what do you need to say to God today? What, what's the most important thing God could do in your life today? Is there one place where you're desiring God that you want him to meet you? One of the prompts I wrote, it just popped into my head. What color is your relationship with God? Why? What color would you want it to be? Why? I mean, just any way to encounter God in a different way than our normal just read and, you know, go through our logical brain. So consider one of those prayer prompts, and then we've got a bunch of them. You can take one with you if you want, and we'll just keep uh, stocking them. There's a journal back there. Bring your own journal, but there's also a corporate journal, sort of a white and black thing. So as you encounter God, let us know what's happening. And before you leave, write something in that journal to say, God spoke to me, or I'm praying for this, or I saw God, or I felt God, or I cried for an hour. Or, as I'll share in a minute, I slept for an hour. There's no wrong way to pray. That's the ask, dwell wall. That's when you first walk in. If you turn to the right, past the window there, you'll see the cross on the wall, and you'll see a sign that says, seek. This is where we surrender ourselves to God. This is where we just kneel before God and say, body, soul, and spirit, I'm yours. I want to be yours and yours alone. So there's a kneeler there. Um, there's a cross. Um, there's also a prayer bench. If you don't know how to use the prayer bench, ask me. My son-in-law made it for me, and it's flipping sweet. And I'll explain how to use a prayer bench. Um, this is the place where we just... Uh, lay ourselves out before God, and we begin to cooperate with God in our own lives. So this is a place for confession. This is a place for honesty. This is a place to walk in before God and kneel or lay on the floor and say, God, search my heart. Psalm 139. You know me, God. Now see if there's anything wicked in me, and then bring your healing and bring your cleansing. God knows all that, right? He even knows your desires, but it blesses God's heart to hear you articulate. And it connects you to God's heart when you, when you get it out. Um, this is our cooperation with God in our lives and in our prayer. So confess your sins. Don't forget to receive his forgiveness. Don't, don't dump all your sins and then pick them up again and go out on the way out. So they're kneeling. You, there's actually paper. You can write out your sins. I know that's scary. Maybe in pencil. Write out your, skin, your skins, write out your sins, and there's a shredder in there. No joke. We call it the sin shredder. 
And after you've confessed your sins, you remember the truth of 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, God is faithful and just. He'll forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Take it in. Receive the forgiveness of God. And then as quickly as you can before anyone comes in with a camera, stick that piece of paper in that shredder, and off it goes. It's a symbol and also a symbol of the reality that your sins have been forgiven. That, that you have been accepted, Ephesians 1.6, accepted in the beloved Jesus. That's what grace is about. Grace is accepting your acceptance in spite of the fact that you don't feel acceptable. Jesus did the work. And so when we confess our sins, that, that work on the cross has already been done and we are free and we walk free from that. By grace, through your faith in Jesus and his work on the cross, God's forgiven you and accepted you. So glory in that. Spend some time thanking God for, for forgiving your sins. I mean, see yourself white as snow. See you, your sins separated from you as far as the east is from the west. And then there's a communion station. So just right, next to the, right under the cross, there's just a little bowl of, uh, of communion. So receive the good news that Jesus' body and blood have been given for you, that, the, that it's, your debt is paid and that you walk in freedom. And I don't know how it works. The theologians don't know how it works. Jesus know how, knows how it works. But when we receive the elements in faith, the life of God comes into us. The life of Jesus is infused into our, these mortal frames, these bodies and souls and spirits. So receive it and take it. Then ask him to fill you with the Holy Spirit. Right there kneeling at communion, just say, Holy Spirit, come and fill me again. Come and renew me. Come and cleanse me. Give me ev anything and everything that you want to give to me. Let him speak to you. And one of the things I would encourage as you're taking communion, just say, Jesus, what do you want to say to me? What do you think about me? God, what's the declaration of heaven over my life? And then I'm speaking to me and others like me. Don't overanalyze it. Just receive it, write it down, document it, post it on the wall, put it in your pocket, laminate it. I love to do that. What does God want to do through you this season? So we've come to confession, but here we are, we're cleansed, and now we're asking God, what do you want to say to me about me? Who does God want me to bless or serve right now at this season in my life? Who needs to hear the good news out of my life about Jesus? Who needs a heart of compassion in my sphere? Who needs my forgiveness? That'll take you some time, right? Who needs my forgiveness or who do I need to forgive? Who needs my patience? Who needs my unconditional love and acceptance? Who needs my faith right now? And then on the cross, there are some nails and there's a little uh, card with a string and you can write those prayers and hang those on the cross. There's also a hammer and nails if you're feeling bold. Just nail that baby to the cross. Because it's the work of Jesus that makes those prayers come about. It's the sovereign work of God in answer to those prayers. So that's the first seek wall. The, the second seek wall is when you turn, you'll see a map of the world. A part of seeking God is to be present to God on behalf of others. It's my favorite definition of intercession. To be present to God on behalf of others. Julian of Norwich, I think, 500 years ago, she said, I look at God, and then I look at you, and then I look at God again, and that's intercession. I'm just present to him on your behalf. And see how God will inspire you to pray. 
This is how we cooperate with God um, as we pray for others in the world. How would God have you be present to him on behalf of another? I wouldn't be surprised if some of you walk into the prayer room and one person you haven't thought of in a year comes into your mind and you can't get them out of your mind, pray for them for an hour. Text them while you're doing it. I'm praying for you right now. How can I pray for you right now? I mean, the prayer room doesn't need to stay here. God's everywhere. So get it out there. Who's God laid on your heart? And you start to ask, God, what do you want for these people? My loved ones, my friends, my family. I said it last week. My enemies, the people I work with, my acquaintances, that person I engage with at the Kroger or the Meyer or the Aldi or the gym or wherever. What do you want for them? Peoples, cultures, nations. If you read the news or, or, or live, you know it's hard out there. God lays something, a people, a nation, an issue on your heart. Pray for it. And then um, ask God for his kingdom to come and his will to be done in, all, in these peoples and these nations, anyone uh, that he places on your heart. You might just uh, look at the world and that big board with pins for places to pray and say, God, who needs to encounter your love and your power right now? Who in my life needs that? Bring them before God. Write their name. If, you need, if it needs to be anonymous, write anonymous. My sister, my friend, my whatever. But if you, if you can, you want other people to be able to join in. So put up there, Randy really needs to encounter your love and power. Right, Randy? Don't we both need that? <laughs> Write them up there. And then everyone else who walks into the room, when they get to that place, can agree with your prayers. Who's the one in your sphere of influence that you're praying for to meet Jesus? Do you have one person in your mind that when you start praying for the lost, that one person comes back over and over again? Oh, God, I pray for them. Bring them to Jesus. And this is also where you say, God, if you want me to be a part of the answer to this prayer, then where you send, I'll go. And what you say, I'll say, and I'll serve them. Pray for the world. Pray for missionaries. Pray for countries and, um, and needs of, that you're aware of. And then use the pins and the note cards and paste those up there. And here's my strong encouragement. Fill the room with prayer. Fill the room with prayer. Don't, I mean this in the kindest way. We're such a nice people. We really are. Don't, don't write it so little tiny small. Blast it up there, you know? If it, just the way you want to pray for those people, write it. And we'll just fill the thing with prayer. And if we need more room, we'll bust out the walls. I mean, I, I'm really encouraging you, go for it. And then you turn uh, to, the be, uh, to this uh, wall over whatever that direction is, towards the kids, and it just says gaze up on top. And that's the wooden um, slat board. And this is a place where we just turn our attention, having asked God that we would dwell with him and opened our heart to him, having confessed our sins and received forgiveness, gone to the cross with our prayers, received um, the love of Jesus through communion, and then interceded for the world and asked God to do those things in the world, then we can end our time just by gazing on God. I mean, the, David just says, I, here's what I want. I just want to gaze on your beauty. Doesn't that sound a little ethereal, like gaze on the beauty of God? I don't know how to do that. Figure it out. <laughs> uh, one help is on the left of that wall, because I love to laminate, there are 30 attributes and names of God on a nail, and they're laminated. 
That means you just pull those off the wall and read through the names of God and the attributes of God. Which one of those uh, take you to awe? Which one of those elicit praise or worship in you? Which one of those do you want to know more about? God, you never change. Talk to me about that. God, you're perfectly loving. Let me understand more of that. This is not a a striving or a real hard thinking time. This is, as touchy-feely as it feels, a time to let your heart be enraptured by God. Just let God's beauty do its work in you. Your life is hidden with Christ and God, so just be with him. Adore him. Worship him. Stand, sit, lay silent, cry, feel, laugh. Just be with God. I was, um, I was out there and I heard someone this last week singing poorly. But God doesn't care. God, God loves it. What, it touched me because I just heard this person pouring out their love to God with, with reckless abandon. And I just think God had to be smiling on that. And it caused me to smile and to cry a little bit. Lots of resources in there. There's a fireplace. It's electric, but you press the button and it looks cool. Blankets, speaker, pillows. You can uh, connect your phone to Bluetooth. Books, Bibles, devotionals, the corporate journal. All right, that's the room. Now, when you leave, tidy up. Make sure you take all your things with you. Take your garbage out and your trash or whatever, and the next person's going to come in and have that space before God. And as you leave the room, you hear that bell ring or someone scares you with a knock on the wall, then just ask them, can I, can I lay my hand on you? Can I pray for you? And just pray a simple prayer. It doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be eloquent. God, bless Sarah in the room. Meet her with your presence. Let her know your love for her. And bless her during this time in Jesus' name, amen. And then go away. This isn't, you know, you don't have to ask or reveal everything. Just, just give them their time in the room. Then as you exit the building, stop at the sign-up and get five more hours. Because I do guarantee this. I mean, I do, I do promise this. If, if this doesn't happen, I'll give you your hour back. Um, I... I can't think of anyone who hasn't gone in the first time and then told me, you know, I really thought I could never pray for an hour. And when I left, I had to get another hour because I realized I could pray for hours. Once I'm prompted, once I'm open to God, and once everything else is set aside and the walls are around me, you're free and you're safe in the prayer room. There is no wrong way to be with God. Um, I think it was last year or year before in the prayer room. I remember one time it specifically, I went in. I don't think it was two in the morning. That would be an excuse. It was more like probably one in the afternoon after lunch. I lay down on the floor, fell asleep for an hour. And the bell rang, scared me. And I was a little embarrassed also. <laughs> the pastor sleeping in the prayer room. But guess what? I rested in God's presence. I really mean that. And God says he gives his loved ones rest and sleep. If that's what you need, take it in God's presence. Worship, sing beautifully, sing poorly, sing loudly, cry, dance, whatever. Walk out of the prayer room and walk around the sanctuary. Pray for the church. Look at the values on the wall and pray these values into the church, out of the church, and into your own lives. I mean, a part of, a part of uh, the impetus for this one thing idea is 
you know, during our, our time of uh, prayer for wisdom in October, we were asking the Lord, what do we do with this space? I mean, it's not the most beautiful building in the world, and it's kind of quirky, and it's like a labyrinth. And we really wanted to go somewhere else. God, where would you plant us? And God said very clearly, inhabit this space. Dwell. Remain. We're doing that out of obedience, not because we think this is the most awesome building. Pray that the roof will be raised or blow off on a tornado or something, because it is. But a part of the invitation for this month is, guess what? You, we get to inhabit this place. This is where God has sovereignly placed us. So let's dwell here. Um, when I went into the room uh, in the, the night, that first time I went in during this season, uh, the first verse that came to my mind was Psalm 37.3, and it's been a long time since I thought of it. I thought I knew what it was. I looked it up. Dwell in the land and cultivate faithfulness. And I felt like for me, but maybe for us, that's a word about this pr prayer room. It's a word about this season. Dwell, inhabit, be here, pray into it. As Nick said with that word, own your own gifts in the room. If, you, if you've been in this church 20 minutes or 20 years, that room is yours. I mean, if, if you're here, God's called you here, this is your place. Come in and pray boldly in that room. I said there's no wrong way to come before God. There is one wrong way. It's with pride. So don't come in with pride, but we must come in with confidence. You know, in Hebrews 4, it tells us that we've been, we have confidence to boldly approach the throne room, this, this throne of grace, because Jesus blasted the way for us into heaven. I mean, you walk through a cross when you walk into that room, that you have access in the Holy of Holies. So do it boldly. And I mean that. I mean, I'm speaking to those of you who might feel more timid, or you just came in like, oh, I don't really know. No, you're here. And own your gifts here. You can't give your gifts to God or others until you've owned them. So own your gifts. God, what have you given me here? What am I supposed to give away? God, I give them back to you. Now release them into the world. Our church, our community, our nation, the world will be blessed when you do that. Pray for the church. Pray for the staff. I mean, um, one of the things that Jack, Jacqueline helped me recognize is that the atmosphere of unconditional love and acceptance in the presence of God that you feel when you walk into the vineyard, what you feel when you walk in here with worship or just the sense of God's here has been cultivated through days, weeks, months, seasons, years of prayer like this. And we don't want to take that for granted. We also want to give it to everyone. We want everyone to experience that. This is not the only place you can pray, but it's, it's an invitation from God to pray in this place, this month, at this time, for these things. And my prayer is that we, as the church, say yes to the invitation to ask God and go after the one thing. Let's pray. Why don't you stand? And if the ministry team could come forward, that'd be great. We'll, um, we'll have some time of ministry here. We'll pray for anyone. Um, Jacqueline... Can you raise your hand back there? Look back there. That's Jacqueline. Yay. Um, Jacqueline is uh, willing to go to the prayer room at the, during the ministry time. And if you just have some questions about it, um, somehow you didn't remember the, what I said for the last 28 minutes, um, go back there and ask Jacqueline any question. We do have a couple coming in to pray at noon. So we'll ask that around noon you get a little bit more quiet or take your 
um, conversation somewhere else. Okay, a little, few more ministry team people. God, we, uh, we come to you now with this desire for one thing. We ask, God, that we could dwell in your presence all the days of our lives. We long for grace and faith to seek you in your holy place and to gaze on your beauty. And I ask now, God, that even as we consider how you might be inviting us into prayer, service during this season, that we would have ears to hear, hearts willing to respond, and feet that want to run rapidly to righteousness. So I just want to, I want to encourage you, a part of our ministry time this morning is if, um, if you've got something that's, that's on your heart, something you're going to be taking into that prayer room before God, come and let somebody pray for you. If you want to just be with God a little bit here in the sanctuary at the front, you're welcome to do that. Specific needs, physical healing, emotional things. You want to just come and pray with someone, we would love that. I also think a part of the, the application of this message today is to walk out into that lobby and sign up. I happen to know there are 23 hours free in the next 72 hours. Fill them up. N not so that we can say we did a successful prayer room, but so that you can walk into God's presence and be with him and let him do what only he can do, which is to make you more like Jesus. So if you'd like someone to pray for you, come on forward, go sign up, um, pray for one another, however you like. Lord God, I ask that you bless us that you would keep us, that you would make your face to shine upon us and be gracious to us. And God, that you would turn your face towards us and give us your peace. In Jesus' name, amen.